Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We're living in unprecedented times and have been saying this now for over a year. COVID is still among us. Vaccines and masks are as polarizing as ever. And world politics have been concerning to say the least. Pastor J.D. encourages us that all of this is happening exactly as God designed. He's coming for his children. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on June 13th, 2021. In addition to the image of the beast, the second sign is the worship of the beast. And we're told that it will take place in the rebuilt temple there in Jerusalem. And we know this because of another prophecy, very detailed prophecy in Daniel 9.27, a prophecy we talk about often. Let me read it. He, speaking of the Antichrist, will confirm a covenant with many for one seven. That's the seven years. In the middle of the seven, the midst of the seven, he will put an end to sacrifice and offering. And at the temple, so the temple has to be there, he will set up an abomination that causes desolation until the end that is decreed is poured out on him. This comports with the aforementioned 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 where the Apostle Paul, by the Holy Spirit, says that the Antichrist will set himself up in the temple of God, proclaiming that he is God. It is believed that that is when Israel, at the three and a half year mark, will realize this is not our Messiah. This is a false Messiah. And that is what will bring them to their true Messiah, And for the last three and a half of the seven years, Israel will flee to the place prepared for her, Matthew 24, Revelation 12. And for the last three and a half years of the seven-year tribulation, God will protect Israel, who will be saved, coming to a saving knowledge of their true Messiah, when in the midst of the seven-year tribulation. Now we have a question, and that question is, how close is Israel to this seven-year peace agreement, which seems to include in it, and likely at the start of it, the rebuilding of their temple? I've long held to the belief that 
when this seven-year agreement is enforced, confirmed, ikbir, in the Arabic and Hebrew, same word, that it will include the Jews being allowed to rebuild their temple there on the Temple Mount. And that will be part of the deal for them. In fact, that will be, I believe, what actually brings them, because they'll do everything and stop at nothing to get their temple. And so the Antichrist comes along and says, okay, you want your temple? Sign here. And the seven-year agreement is confirmed. Now, one need look no further than to the current situation in Israel today. For those of you that have been following what's happening in Israel, they have had an unprecedented four elections in two years. Never happened before. And finally, a new government was formed on Wednesday, June 3rd. Yamina leader Naftali Bennett, Lapid and Ra'am chairman Mansour Abbas signed an agreement in its first coalition deal ever signed by an Arab party. Now there's a problem. This new government is the first time ever in Israel's history that they have joined hands with a Muslim Arab party in order to do so. So, this morning, 4 p.m. Israel time, 3 a.m. Hawaii time. I woke up a little bit earlier because I wanted to watch the coverage, the live coverage of the voting on and swearing in of this new government. Now, I mentioned this, and by the way, at 7.57 a.m. Hawaii time this morning, before first service, which would have been 8.57 p.m. Uh, Israel time, they did vote by one vote, very interesting actually, in this new uh, government. And now Benjamin Netanyahu is officially no longer the Prime Minister of Israel after 12 years. And now Bennett is the Prime Minister. So <laughs> why did I bring this up? I don't know, I'm asking myself that question right now, but here's why. <laughs> Some suggest that the unprecedented four elections, and now this new subsequent government, may actually be the catalyst for the anti-Messiah to arrive on the scene under the banner of a vacuum of leadership. And we're seeing that now, by the way. And everything is in place. It's exactly as we were told it would be. Perhaps I can say it this way. Israel is ripe and ready for the Antichrist 
to come on the scene now like never before. So we have the image of the beast and the worship of the beast, which brings us to the mark of the beast, all three of which are foretold in the book of Revelation chapter 13. I want to read verses 11 through 18. Verse 11, John is writing by the Holy Spirit, Then I saw a second beast coming out of the earth. It had two horns like a lamb, but it spoke like a dragon. It, verse 12, exercised all the authority of the first beast on its behalf and made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. And, verse 13, it performed great signs, even causing fire to come down from heaven to the earth in full view of the people. Because of the signs it was given power to perform on behalf of the first beast, it, listen, deceived, deceived the inhabitants of the earth. It ordered them to set up an image in honor of the beast who was wounded by the sword, and yet lived. The second beast, verse 15, was given power to give breath to the image of the first beast, so that the image could speak, and cause all who refuse to worship the image to be killed. Sound familiar? It also, verse 16, forced all people, great and small, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hands or on their foreheads, so that, verse 17, they could not buy or sell unless they had a mask. I'm sorry, Mark. That's Mark. It's one letter off. I'm sorry. I'm not really sorry, actually, at all. That was intentional. Let me just gather myself again here real quick. <laughs> so that they could not buy or sell unless they had the mark, which is the name of the beast, or the number of its name, this calls for wisdom. Let the person who has insight calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. That number is 666. Okay. For the remainder of our time together today, I would like to expound on this sign concerning the mark of the beast. So in prior updates, we have covered in depth, in great detail, all of the technology, all of the 
aspects of how this so-called vaccine will in some form and at some point become the mark of the beast. I'm not going to, in the interest of time, take the time to go over all of that today. I would encourage those of you that are interested to go to the website. All of those are archived. There are even transcripts and all of the links that we cover concerning the technology that is involved in what is believed actually to be a software system that is installed in the human body. Now, I realize that whenever I mention the jab, as it's called, becoming the mark of the beast at some point, it's always met with opposition. And I understand, and I get that. And I'm a big boy, and I can take that. And it's really coming from all sides, particularly both sides of the table on this particular issue. I get it. But I have a question. I want to ask this question. And as I do, I would just humbly ask that you think it through with me. Here's the question. What is it that's now in place as a requirement in order for someone to be allowed entrance to work so as to buy and or sell. What is it in place now? Here's the second part to that question. If it's not the mask, M-A-S-K, which is one letter away from the mark, M-A-R-K, vis-a-vis this so-called jab, then I ask you, what else could it be? Technology aside, all of the things we've been talking about for the better part of a year and a half now, all of the research, all of those updates where I've stood up here, as is my privilege, every week, week in and week out, yelling at you, spitting on everybody in the front row. (laughs) All that aside, ask yourself this question. If it's not this, what is it? The other day my wife says, hey honey, come here, I I want you to see something. So I, my office is on the second floor. I walked downstairs. She says, look at that. I looked out the window of our house at our neighbors. They have a young daughter, I don't know how old, maybe 11, whatever. She has a friend over there playing in the backyard, and they're both wearing masks. I have to confess, I just wept. Okay, let's just say for purpose of discussion that this isn't it. Okay, pastor, 
with all due respect, you just got it wrong on this. And by the way, maybe this is as good of a time as any to say, I've said it before, I'll say it again if need be. If I'm wrong, I will humble myself and ask for forgiveness if I'm wrong on this. In fact, there's a part of me that really wants to be wrong. So let's just say that everything's going to be okay. And everybody's going to get the jab. And there's going to be no more COVID-19 anymore. And happy days are here. The absurdity of that. The absurdity of that. Last Wednesday, USA Today published a report about how 178 healthcare workers were suspended from a Houston Methodist hospital system for refusing the so-called COVID-19 vaccination. Here's a quote from the report. Scores of workers at a Houston hospital system have been suspended and face being fired for refusing the COVID-19 vaccination, a controversial company mandate that has drawn protests and an outcry from those facing termination. So wait a minute, if I don't take whatever this is, I can't go to work? Yeah. Well, if I can't go to work, then how am I going to earn a living? And if I can't earn a living, how am I going to buy groceries. And if I'm a business owner and I refuse this, then that means I can't sell my products and services without this. Is that, is that what this means? Yeah. Hmm. Now, for those thinking that a religious exemption will work for keeping you at work without getting the job, that may work for some and or for some time. However, not for this online member. Pictured here is a portion of a letter he sent me. I have permission to share it. He received it from his employer in response to his request for a religious exemption. Here's what the letter said in part. Thank you for your recent religious accommodation request. After an individual and careful review of your request, we regret to inform you that we will not be able to accommodate your request to remain unvaccinated against COVID-19 while fulfilling the essential functions and duties of your job. We believe that the health and welfare of our team members, residents, and visitors is our top priority. After thorough consideration and engaging in the interactive process, your accommodation request has been denied because 
accommodating your religious accommodation request to remain unvaccinated for COVID-19 would create an undue hardship on our organization, as it, one, elevates the direct threat associated with a COVID-19 outbreak at a community. Two, reduces the desirability for residents to select our facility. Three, requires significant additional expense and difficulty in providing additional personal protective equipment, PPE, such as masks, as well as regular testing for unvaccinated personnel. As a valued team member, we ask you to reconsider becoming vaccinated prior to July 31st in accordance with our updated conditions of employment that were communicated this spring. For additional information related to the COVID-19 vaccination, please visit the websites for the following organizations. One, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, CDC. Two, National Institute of Health, NIH. Three, World Health Organization, WHO. Four, Food and Drug Administration, FDA. If you need support in scheduling your vaccination, please contact the HR team member support, and then they conclude the letter by listing the phone number and email address to do so. It's for this and many other reasons that it may just be a matter of time before having some form of a digital then biometric ID becomes mandatory. In this biometric ID, or mark as it were, will be all a person's data and information, and more importantly, their vaccination verification. Without this, no one will be allowed access to that which only those who have it will have access to. And it's either already now in place or about to be shortly. Two days ago on Friday, the San Diego Union Tribune posted a report about how Governor Newsom is saying that a vaccination verification system is coming very shortly. (laughs) I'm sorry for laughing, but God, but God has told us in His Word not only what's coming very shortly, But who is coming very shortly? Jesus is returning. This fact is one we can get excited about, despite any circumstances we find ourselves in. 
Jesus will return one day to rid this earth of every evil thing that's destroying it. He'll once and for all take down the enemy and establish his kingdom in our midst. How soon will this amazing event occur? The Bible tells us that no one knows the exact date, but it does give us clues about events that will take place as it nears. This is why Pastor J.D. has created these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The Mideast Bible Prophecy Update is a focused look at current events through the lens of prophecy. The Bible has given us clear indicators of what's to come, and we can see many of these events happening all around the world today. Join us each week for an in-depth look at what the Bible has to say about current events on these Mideast Bible Prophecy Updates. The latest updates are available on the In Spirit and Truth YouTube channel, and you'll find a link to our page by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. You can also access these teachings through our mobile app for Apple and Android devices. Just search for In Spirit and Truth in your app store or follow the links provided at InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com. With this app, you can take the Mideast Bible prophecy updates with you wherever you go, as well as give you access to many other teachings Pastor J.D. has shared from the pages of Scripture. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope you'll join us again right here on In Spirit and Truth.